Good morning, everybody. Today I want to talk to us about walking with God. First, I guess we need to see that Adam and Eve actually walked with God. In, in Genesis, the fourth chapter, verses 8 and 9, And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Then the Lord God called Adam and said to him, Where are you? And when I read that, I may be reading some things into it, and I'll admit that. But to me, it seems like that was God's custom, was to walk and talk with Adam and Eve in the cool of the day. That's my Eddie Bigler's interpretation, okay? But it's important to me because it implies to me that God enjoys our company. God enjoys spending time with us, or more properly, us spending time with Him. It's imperative that we realize that that's one of God's biggest desires is for us to communicate with Him. Talk to Him. Express our love and allow Him to express His love. This is the genealogy of Noah. Noah was a just man, perfect in his generations. Noah walked with God. Because Noah walked with God, followed God's ways... We're all here because God saved Noah and his three sons and all of their wives. Eight people put them on that ark that he had Noah built. You realize it took Noah a hundred years to build that ark? Do you ever think about the ridicule that Noah must have faced. What are you doing, Noah? Building an ark. What's it for? To save uh, me and my family and a bunch of animals? When the floods come, what's a flood? See, it had never rained, remember? And you can just, I don't know, I can just picture it. It's important for us to realize that in our lifetimes, we are going to face some ridicule. We're going to do some things, if we're walking with God, that people are going to look at you and say, Man, you're weird. We are, after all, supposed to be a peculiar people, aren't we? For by grace you've been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. 
For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. You see, God's grace is what saves us. But if we're honestly walking with God, we're going to do what God wants us to do. Now, if you look in the Bible, you'll find all kinds of things that God wants us to do. You know, He wants us to grow in our faith. He wants us to grow in our knowledge. He wants us to grow our patience. And He wants us to love. Oh, yeah. For God... For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. He who believes in Him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already, because he's not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. God loved us so much that He sent His only Son. And I've told you guys before, I've got a son, and I've got a daughter. And I'm sorry, but they ain't a one of you that's worth my kid or my grandkid. Just saying. It's the way we as parents are. And yet, God loved you so much. He loved me so much that He gave His only Son for my sins, for your sins. Blows my mind. But when the Pharisees heard that He had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together. Then one of them, a lawyer, asked Him a question, testing Him and saying, Teacher, what is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment, and second is like it. You shall love your neighbors yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Let's see. I'm supposed to love God with everything I have in me. Every iota of my strength, my abilities, my faith, everything I have, I'm supposed to love God. And I'm supposed to love my neighbor as myself. And you'll remember the story... of the guy who was robbed and this dude who wasn't worth anything in, in their eyes went by and saved him and that's who Jesus said was his neighbor the guy who helped a, a man who was not worth spitting on to the Jews did you ever think of it that way that 
they so hated these people that they wouldn't even didn't even want their shadows crossing theirs. That's the way the Jews looked at them. And yet, this man was good enough that he, he cleaned up the man, gave him first aid, and took him to an inn where he paid for the innkeeper to take care of him until he could be well. And he told the innkeeper, if I owe you more money, I'll come back this way and I'll pay you when I get here. How many friends do you have that would do that for you? Much less acquaintances. If you were hurt and you were out in, in the middle of nowhere, how many people do you know who you could just call and they're going to drop everything and they're going to come get you? and take care of your needs and pay for it. And yet, maybe that's something that we need to be willing to do for others, whatever it takes. That's part of love. And we have a hard time sometimes doing that with people who are in our family. Much less people we're just kind of acquainted with a little bit. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. This is Jesus speaking. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself that where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you know, and the way you know. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you're going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to them, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes through the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. And from now on, you know him and have seen him. Now, I want you to pay particular attention here to the fact that, and the way you know. We know the way. Apostles knew the way. We know the way. We're shown what the way is in the Bible, the way God wants us to live. (coughs) Excuse me. For some thought, because Judas had the money box, that Jesus had said to him, Buy these things we need for the feast, or that he should give him something to the poor, having received a piece of bread. Then he went out immediately, and it was night. So when he had gone, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man is glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself, and glorify him immediately. Little children, I shall be with you a little while longer. You will seek me, and as I said to the Jews, where I'm going, you cannot come. So now I say to you a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I've loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Love your neighbor. Love one another. The way to God is through love. 
doing what He wants us to do, we do because He loves us. He's will- He loved us first so much that He gave His only Son for our sins. God wants nothing more than for us to communicate with Him, to act, be active in our relationship with Him. And if we really love God, isn't that what we truly want also? If we really love God, our relationship with Him needs to be drawing us closer to Him each and every day. Are we going to fail Him? Yes. Do we... uh... Okay, let's be honest here for a minute. How many of you in your relationship with those who are closest to you, your father, your mother, your wife, your kids, how many of you can honestly answer to yourself that you never make anybody angry or you, and they're always ecstatic with the way you're doing things? Hey, I know I can't say that. And I don't think any of the... If our relationships with those that we care for in our close proximity family are that way, how can we not expect that we're going to have problems where we're going to not please God? We do. We displease God when we sin. That's what sin is, displeasing God. God has expectations of us just like we have expectations of those around us. My grandson is developed. Why? Everything you ask him to do or tell him to do now is why? Now, that's a legitimate question. Until about the fifth or sixth time. And then it gets to be a little irritating. And yet, we all have that kind of mentality from time to time because we truly don't understand. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone who loves... There it is. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. In this is the love of God was manifested toward us, that God has sent His only begotten Son into the world that we might live through Him. And this is love, not that we love God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. And I'm going to propose to you that the path, the way to God is through Christ. It's what we're told. 
but it's also through love because God is love. If we have to grow our abilities to express our love, it's not always a simple thing to do. And I promise you, there are people out there who make it extremely difficult to love them. Some of us make it really hard. And we don't even mean to. Some people can cause us to really dislike them. And part of our job is to go around our dislike and love them anyway. And that's a tough road to hoe. We are to grow in our love. We are to love God. We are to love one another. We are to express that love to one another. And there's no... But he's a dummy. Doesn't matter. But she's mean to me. Doesn't matter. We are to love every one. And it's not always easy. And it's never a snap. Sometimes it's all we can do to just pray for them because they've made us so angry. But it's still our job to do for others. And we want to do it such that we're doing what we would want them to do for us if the situation were reversed. And I don't know about you, but I've got a real problem with that from time to time. So, if there's something that we can do to make your walk with God a little better or a little simpler, won't you come as we stand and as we sing?